him and Gronk playing together and winning, you know, as many Super Bowl rings as they did together. On a player they had yeah. yet to resign on a team that can't afford it. I, I just don't like giving up too much draft capital. Man. Welcome back for part two of our three-part series on the NFL Draft. I'm Wes. I'm here with Bobby and Matt. Matt, how you doing, man? Not bad, guys. How you doing? Good, good, good. Bobby, all is well? Yeah, man. Yeah, all is good, man. I'm excited. Two days away from the draft. Let's knock out this mock, and um, I think everybody's a little bit excited right now. We're almost there. Yep, we're almost there, and a lot has gone down in the past few hours. Uh, we're going to go ahead and cover this topic first. Gronk is back in the league, and he is back with Brady as he goes to the Buccaneers. He has passed his physical, so he is all good to go. Uh, the New England Patriots will be trading him to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it will be so uh, for a fourth-round pick, and I believe they're also giving up a seventh-round pick. So Gronk in a seventh and a fourth are, is going to New England. Uh, per Drew Rosenhaus, Gronk will be playing under his current contract, which is one year, $10 million. So it is done. It, he's passed his physical. This has obviously been planned out. This did not come out of the blue unless you were anybody but Gronk, I guess. Uh, Matt, first thoughts? Uh, well, I'm clearly bummed. I mean, it's another Hall of Fame player going to, you know, a team in the NFC South, uh, teaming up with Tom Brady again. And, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, man. I think he's going to come in and, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures of Gronkowski since he's been out of the NFL, but he's lost a ton of weight. So mm-hmm. he's not going to be the, the, you know, Hall of Fame, the same Gronkowski that we all know. Uh, I think he's going to come in and be strictly a pass-catching tight end. He's not going to be, you know, throwing his body out there for run run blocking and, and anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. One year, ten million bucks. He'll be playing in Florida with his buddy Tom. Uh, for him, I think it's great, good move on his part. But for me, being a Falcons fan, not looking forward to it. Bobby. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great move. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's not something that really like shocked me, you know, because I knew that he is eventually going to come back, being, you know, kind of like young like he is. Um, obviously, his boy Brady's in Tampa. Uh, I agree with Matt. You know, with the weight loss, um, his role is going to be different. But they got a lot of weapons. I mean, with him and O.J. Howard as the two tight ends, mm-hmm. and you got Godby and Evans, you know, as the receivers. Uh, and a lot of people want to play with Brady now that he's there. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. And um, he'll contribute. I mean, you know, he's, he's rested. He's been out of the league for a little bit. So we'll see. I mean, if his party caught up with him or not. But um, they got weapons. And uh, it, it's not shocking to me, though. I wouldn't see him going anywhere else if he was trying to come back. Yeah, it, it speaks a lot about him not necessarily not wanting to play football again, but maybe not wanting to play football in New England again. And it, it's it's not surprising that the second Brady ends up leaving Foxborough, uh, Gronk all of a sudden has some sort of interest in coming back. And it's kind of been fueled up throughout the offseason, and now here we are. It is, you know, right in front of us. Uh, Gronk and Brady or Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and and like Matt said I mean it's it's crazy for the NFC South but somebody like Bobby or myself we're looking at that division whew, it it just keeps on getting more and more and more competitive I mean it's it's gonna be a freaking dogfight in that division I don't know who the hell is gonna come out on top and uh, predicting that <laughs> predicting that division is just gonna be 
pure insanity because I just don't think there's any way to do it. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that that NFC South, man? You got two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, potentially a third in Matt Ryan, and you have an up and coming kid in Teddy Bridgewater who's having a resurgence in his career, kind of like Tannehill did, but off off a way worse injury. Uh, so we'll see how that pans out with one of the best running backs in the league in Christian McCaffrey. So a lot going on in that NFC South. Um, yeah, and you know another little point on that is though I was talking to one of my buddies, you know, down here uh, that I work with. He's a huge Tampa fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess Brian Leftwich was calling plays. You know, he's the offensive coordinator. But yep. I mean, I, I heard a rumor that Bruce Arians might be co co calling that. But I believe like, how's that going to work with Tom Brady though? You know, <clears throat> Brady. I mean, who called the plays in New England for him? You know, I mean, you like, have how's that going to kind of work out? He, I think he's going to work in tandem with Arians and Left, which I think that's already been kind of established before he even signed with them. Uh, they Brady wanted more of a collaboration, something he wasn't used to in New England, and I think that's what he's going to get. Arians and Left, which have a long history together dating back to Arizona uh, when Left, which was his QB coach, and obviously Left, which played in the league as a quarterback. So all three of them working together, you get Arians, the legendary coach, with what is going to be one of his, you know, up and coming coaches, Byron Leftwich, working with the goat. Yeah, it's so, be head coach one day. Yeah, I, I think this is going to work really well. I think this this group is going to work really well, and if they could get uh, James Winston launching the ball, I think they'll do just fine with Tom Brady too. So, um, oh, that that. Does, does that, in your mind, impact Tampa Bay's draft at all? I don't think it personally does because I think they were okay with Howard the way they have it. I don't think it's going to change too much, but maybe just making sure they focus on that offensive line position. Bobby? It's an additional weapon, Gronk. You know, there's a connection with him and Brady, obviously, you know. So, I mean, obviously Brady's going to have to go in and um, get his timing down with a lot of his uh, new players and the new system and all that. But you're talking about, you know, him and Gronk playing together and winning – you know, as many Super Bowl rings as they did together, it's not going to be that big of an adjustment with him coming in there. So it's more of a security factor to me. Um, definitely doesn't hurt. Now, Matt, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, with Gronk in the offseason and his retirement, he's become, you know, he's obviously changed about how he looks. He's not going to be that big rumble and stumbling sort of tight end that we've seen in the past. Now, do you think Gronk only will be coming in on certain packages and this might be a reason for them to keep Howard, or do you think they'll move on for Howard and, and Gronk will be your every down tight end? Oh, no, I think that they're definitely going to keep OJ Howard. I mean, do we all expect Gronk to play, you know, more than really just, just this one year? I mean, I really don't. I, I mean, he might tag, you know, he might do an option at the end of the year to where he plays one more season, but I really don't see it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. Great learning, you know, somebody, a mentor for OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Bray, because Cameron Bray, I believe, is still in that. Team. Yeah, he's actually the third string. Mistaken. That's where I was going to go yeah, with that. Do you get rid of Howard and keep Bray, or do you get rid of Bray and keep Howard? I would keep obviously Howard, but I mean, well, get... I mean, yeah, it's, you, I mean, you can always toss them out there, and you know, I mean, if you're going to get something ridiculous, a uh, high second rounder or a uh, third and a fourth or something you think is really going to help your team, then yeah, shoot, why not? Go ahead. I mean. People find tight ends all the time later in the draft in the later rounds. So, right. Um, I think they should keep all of them, and it's just going to be benefit their team. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there, too. I think having that many good tight ends is not a problem, and especially with Gronk coming back into the league. He's going to need kind of an acclimation period, especially with everything going on now. So I agree with you. I think they need to keep Howard, not do anything to him, and 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 – 
that's your day one starter. You work Gronk in throughout the season, and he stays healthy. Oh, you got, yeah, got to keep, gotta keep OJ Howard, man. He's he's a baby, you know. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of talent, man. A we lot. haven't seen his best upside yet. A lot of talent. But yeah, so there you go, Gronk. Tampa Bay, done deal. It is set. We'll go ahead and start moving on to the draft. Talk a little bit about what's going on, and uh, and then we'll get to our picks. We're going to be doing 11 through 21 in this episode. So before we get started, uh, Redskins, some drafts buzz. We are they are receiving calls for the number two pick per NFL.com. Uh, Nick Shook, they are receiving interest in that position now. Um, in regards to that position, I, as far as a trade partner, I mean, you have to assume that Washington is looking for a partner that wants a QB uh, or somebody some, somebody that's not going to take away what is Chase Young. Who do you think would be the best partner for that number two spot, Matt? Hold on one second, guys. I'm having a missed part of that. I'm having technical difficulties. No problem. While you're fixing, minutes, you guys go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. While uh, while we're fixing that up, uh, Bobby, who's the best partner for the Redskins, or are they out of their mind to even consider taking uh, that know, risk? Uh, I mean, I mean, there's gonna be multiple partners though, Wes. To be honest with you, um, I mean, that's a sexy pick. I mean, I I, I personally think that. Unless Cincinnati goes elsewhere, I mean, I've heard rumors today. You know. I'm not going to say they're, you know, legit, you know, rumors or whatnot, but that, you know, everybody has Chase Young ranked as the number one player in the NFL draft. They're, you know, Cincinnati Bengals are still in contract, you know, with their quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase being the best player available, I mean, I heard he could still be on board as the number one pick. I don't see that happening. No. Burrow is going to go there for sure. But, I mean, there's multiple teams that, you know, would want to move up. I mean, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, you know, a team like, you know, at 11 with the Jets, mm-hmm. um, to move up that high to get, you know, a premier, the number one player, arguably in the draft, pass rusher. Um, even, you know, even like a team like Carolina, you know, that, you know, is looking for, you know, a premier pass rusher mm-hmm. as well to move up. But you're going to have to give a lot for that number two pick, though. So, I mean, I, I don't see Washington trading that pick, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. you're sitting in the pocket right now with arguably the best player in the draft. And you got Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, defensive mind guys. How do you not take the number one player defensive-wise in the draft? It would take an awful lot for a team, you know, you know, for them to trade that pick away. Now, do you think a team that has that valuable pass rusher they're trying to get rid of would be a, a team to talk about, like a Jacksonville who's got Ngakwe, trade him, and maybe one of those first two first-round picks they have, and then pick up basically, I mean – Again, like you said, arguably the best player in this draft in Chase Young. Do you think that's something that could be feasible? I mean, Jack, you know what? Don't ever count Jacksonville out, man. They're players, man. They love defensive players, man. They do. That's what they do. You know, that's they, – they, I mean, they, Jacksonville's always built their team off of defense. Yes. You know, they had a lot of success off it before. When they had, you know, one of their biggest runs when they had Mark Burnell. I mean, you're not talking about a high-profile quarterback. But, I mean, they're a defensive-minded team. So, um, even last year, you know, they – um I think I just mocked them this week getting Jerry Judy, you know, in our first top 10. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of skeptical on that. But, I mean, they're a player. I mean, they're absolutely a player. Cleveland's a wild card, too. Yes. Who knows what Cleveland's going to do right now? Yeah, they have a whole lot going you on. You know, I mean, just, ima- just imagine, you know, um, having a Chase Young and um, who just got suspended? Uh, 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 Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Yep. Miles Garrett. You know, yep. that's bookend. I mean, yep. that's ridiculous. You know, so – 
you never know, man. That's why we love the draft. I mean, you have no idea what's, you know, what's going on through these lines. And I think that we're going to see a lot more action just the way that things are in life right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying because it's a virtual draft or whatnot. I just think that a lot of teams right now are just itching to get back into the game and they might just hit home runs, man, and just take risks. Oh, yeah. You, know? you could be talking about one of the more riskier drafts we've seen in years. Matt, did we get you back there? Yeah, I think so. You guys can hear me clear, good yep. and clear now? You sound good. All right, good. All I heard, it got quiet there for, for a few <laughs> seconds, and then all I heard was, Matt, what are your thoughts about that? And I was like, oh, oh wait, what? <laughs> I'm lost. No, you're good. Hey, we'll, we'll move past that. We, we we talked to little Redskins there, potential trade partners. Uh, Atlanta, are, are we hearing anything new? Uh, I know we talked pre-show, not too much, but you, you're, uh, you're hearing they are a, a big player in trading up, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody by now is, has heard all the reports that are coming out uh, from down that way in the dirty south there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, I, I mean, we already know Thomas Dimitrov isn't afraid. He pulled the trigger, you know, Julio Jones mm-hmm. back, you know, eight years or so ago now. Uh, kind of set our team back for a couple of years there. I mean, Mike Smith, when he was our head coach, had two two pretty bad years after, uh, after the NFC Championship run there. Mm. And... I, I just don't like giving up too much draft capital. Um, I can't blame so you there. Depends on depends on what we want to give up, man. We don't have too much to give up in the first place. So we're talking about future number ones and two and, and future drafts, and I'm not a big fan of that. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I know <laughs> we're definitely going to be active, but we'll see what happens. All right. Well, with, without further ado, we know there's a lot of trade stuff going on. Let's go ahead and get uh, get on to our mock drafts. Now, we left off. We finished uh, the Cleveland Browns at number 10 on our last episode. And uh, on that last one, we had uh, M- Matt, you ended up taking Jedrick Willis uh, out of Alabama. I took uh, Isaiah Simmons. And uh, let's see. And uh, Bobby, you had uh, Judy go into the uh, – Browns at 10. So we're going to go ahead and start off at 11. I'm Matt, I'm going to start with you. Um, your 11th pick, New York Jets on the clock. So this one's real interesting. Uh, Jets have a few needs. Um, I believe they're, they're one of those teams, you know, for a while. They've kind of been semi-close. They've always had uh, at least a, a couple of, you know, really good field position players on their team. It just seems like they can never get their quarterback or it's always something they're missing a couple pieces. Um, I have them getting CD lamb though. Um, okay. yeah, I think that's going to be a good pickup for, for Sam Darnold. And, um, you know, he needs all the weapons that he can get. So, and they need, they need to jump start that offense. Yeah. And they lost, uh, they lost Ronnie Anderson, their number one. So he would probably slide right into that number one spot immediately. Uh, for Darnold, and that would be a big help, and it, it could also help open up the run game a little bit for Le'Veon because we know they tried to run the ball with him, but they couldn't get any traction at all. Uh, Bobby, who we got? Yeah, so, uh, you know, on this pick right now, I mean, the Jets obviously have a lot of needs they need to fill, but, I mean, I'm going offensive tackle. Uh, uh, Mikai Becton, you know, offensive tackle for Louisville, 6'7", uh, 64, just a mountain of a human being. I really believe that, you know, they need to – I mean, Sam Darnold is still the guy right now. You know, you got Le'Veon Bell. I really think they need to protect him. Uh, at this point right now, you know, I had two other guys, you know, ahead of him, uh, offensive linemen, you know, that were drafted ahead of him, you know, and Andre Thomas, 
um, from Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think that, you know, they're going to take the best available offensive tackle right there just to, you know, protect everything up front. Um, yeah, I got uh, Mika Becton, Louisville. Yeah, he's a hell of a player, man. I mean, he's a mountain, like I said, 6'7", 364. Even ran like a 5'140", which is crazy mm-hmm. for a man that size right there. Um, long, long, long reach. Um, I got him. Yeah, um, I actually have him going to the Jets as well. Uh, uh, Beckton, like you said, 6'7", 364, big boy. Um, he's got the rare seven-foot wingspan. He can handle the double teams, and he's definitely a plug-and-play type of player, And they, especially for that New York Jets offense, would be huge uh, for both pass and run game. The one issue right now is uh, uh, weight could become an issue without some severe d- discipline. Uh, one, gen- one NFL GM ended up actually saying, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, that uh, it seems that he cares a little bit more about food than his pro career, and that that's a strong statement to make. So I'm sure he's already heard that. Uh, if he focuses on football, this dude will be an all-pro every year, but he's he's got to get his mind on the game uh, and keeping his body in good shape. Uh, but, yeah, Bobby, you kind of you, – you said everything great. He's going to be huge, Brian McKinney-style type of, type of player. I have him going to the Jets at 11 as well. Moving on to 12, first year of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, they're going to be drafting big, I would assume, as their first pick in Las Vegas. Bobby, who do you have? Well, I'm going to go with uh, who uh, Matt just picked uh, in our last pick. I'm going C.D. Lamb. Okay. We all know that the Raiders love receivers. They love athleticism. John Gruden wants a playmaker. I mean, this kid is six foot two, 198 pounds. He's a superstar, man. Just being a college football guy, like going into like the first five weeks of the season, I mean, we were giving him the Heisman. I mean, this kid was, you know, going for 10 catches, 190, 220, 215. You know, I mean, he's a superstar player. You know, I mean, he's a superstar player. There's no question about it. And like I said, Gruden loves home run hitters. I mean, you're talking about an immediate, you know, um, a home run hitter, you know, with him up front. I mean, the other receivers they have right now are Darren Waller and Hunter Repro. So they need that true number one. And this kid can be, will be, bearing injury at number one. I mean, he averaged 20 yards per reception in college football last year, which was the most anybody had. He can beat the press coverage, which is something that's rarely seen, you know, in the, the conference of the Big 12. I, I, I see them taking, you know, as long as, I mean, if Judy's not there, I see them taking C.D. Lamp. Those are my top two guys right there. I had Judy going earlier. I got them taking C.D. Lamp. Yeah, and I think we all agreed on the uh, the top two receivers in this draft. I mean, I don't think there's any question. We might have them paired a little bit differently, but no doubt Judy and Lamb are, are the number one and two receivers uh, in this draft. Matt, who did you go with? Yeah, so actually, I, I was I went back and forth. I, I really, you know, the Raiders do need a wide receiver, um, but they still need a few, they need a few other pieces first, and I think. John Gruden's going to go on the defensive side of the ball on his first pick. Uh, I have him getting A.J. Empeniza. Whatever you you pronounce that last name is. Edge edge linebacker from Iowa. Um, He's got potential. You know, I know that that he's got a couple flags here and there about, um, you know, just a couple of physical attributes. I mean, for the most part, he, he seems like he's physically gifted, but... Um, I've just heard a couple of rumblings that, uh, you know, he just might not be fully 100% in, in, into the game. So 
it, it's tough. I, I had him taking C.D. Lamb at first, but mm-hmm. I, I know John Gruden. He, he probably wants a minute replacement for uh, Cleo Mack. And I think over time, A.J. is going to be – he's going to be a good football player. I think makes sense. it's going to take sense. a couple of years. Makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Um, I got to go in Bobby's direction again. I did obviously not pick Lamb because I, I uh, mocked him nine to Jacksonville, but I do have Jerry Judy going 12 to the Oakland Ra- – or I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, this is going to be a big splash pick, and I don't think this is going to be just a Gruden pick, especially if he's sitting on the board. This is going to be a Davis pick too, and Davis not one to really stick his nose in the inside of football operations, but um, – they want to start to, to open that stadium up with. There's a lot of question marks going on with the QB position. You have Mariota and you have Carr there, uh, which you can only assume is going to be an open competition. He's going to give them a chance to really show what they can do with somebody like Jerry Judy there uh, and and try and hit a home run with this pick. You know, they got Jacobs last year, and he ended up being fantastic for them. Honestly, in my opinion, he was the rookie of the year, not Kyler Murray. Uh, but – I see them continuing to build on that offense and continuing to grow on that offensive side. Now, that's not to say they're not going to go heavy defense later in the draft, and we'll talk about that on another t- another day. But I see going Jerry Judy. He's he he's sitting there for me at a, at at the number twelve spot. You can't look away from him. I'm taking him. Absolutely. Yep. Moving on, we're going to go ahead to the 13th pick, and that's going to be San Francisco. San Francisco picking 13th. They get that pick from Indianapolis. And uh, I got you. Yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and uh, San Francisco is going to have to replace Emmanuel Sanders. So uh, Henry Rugg, the third is going to get this, get this uh, vote from me out of uh, Bama wide receiver, obviously big boy. Um, I I think he's going to go out there and be Garoppolo's number one. Have a bunch of info on him. Um, He's uh, first thing with him is he's got the big speed. He is not the tallest guy. Uh, that you're going to get out of this draft, 5'11". That's probably the only thing holding him back from being maybe the one or two um, because, again, fast. Um, he has uh, very disciplined routes. Uh, the only problem he has had issues with is the big corners, your 6'2s, your 6'3s, your 6'4s. Uh, those big-type corners can cause problems, which is leading a lot of people to think that he might become a slot receiver down the line, uh, more of that get him with your routes sort of deal. Uh, but I have him going 13 San Francisco. And a lot of comparisons to Ted Ginn, so he's going to be multifaceted. Look for him on the uh, on the kick returns, the punt returns. I mean, he's going to be all over the place. This is going to be a big impact player for San Francisco, something that kind of put them over the edge um, because they were he's so close last year. Matt, let's hear it. Yeah, so for, for this pick here, I got I got uh, San Fran. I got them taking Henry Ruggs, the third wide receiver out of Alabama. All right, so we got the uh, same one. Yeah, man. I, I think they again. They just need they need another weapon. They're gonna, they're gonna, I mean, we already know they got rid of Emmanuel Sanders, so he's he's shit town. They need another guy. Um, other than that, they don't have too many big glaring holes. They're in win now mode. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, for uh, sure. I think it just makes the most sense for for them at that pick if they don't trade. Right, right. Yeah, and that, that could be another position. You know, there's a lot of interest if, if one of those big-name receivers are sitting there. Like you said, they don't have a whole lot of glaring needs. I could definitely see uh, San Francisco trading out of that pick, even though they traded to get that pick. Um, just more capital to build on. And like you said, they're in win-now win, win now mode. Um, so they, they, they're just setting themselves up even better for the future if they do something like that. So I agree with you 100%. I, I think rugs definitely the move there. And, uh, Bobby, will we make it three rugs, or do you have somebody different? Well, you know what? Um, 
shoot, if San Fran, you know, to me personally, I think this, and we're, we're drafting off the draft order right now. Right. I really think San Fran tra- trades this pick, but we're not doing that right now. But yes, we are going to make it a hat trick. Woo! We have Henry Ruggs the third. Wow. In this pick right now. Wow. Okay. All yes. right. I mean, he's the fastest player in the draft. Guy ran a four two seven forty. You know, everybody's like, can he compete with Ross? You know, no, oh, yeah. Came to that. Obviously, the sexy picks are Jared Judy and um, C.D. Lamb, but it just makes a lot of sense for me right now with Emmanuel Sanders being gone. Uh, Shanahan will we'll figure out a way to, to plug him into that so, offense and, somehow. <laughs> and, they, and and last year, their second round pick, Debo Samuel, actually had a really good season too. So they're going to want to compliment that. You're talking about a team that doesn't have a lot of needs. Right there, um, if uh-huh. Henry Ruggs is available, or um, or obviously if C.D. Lamb or uh, they're there, I mean C.D. Lamb or um, sorry, my daughter's over here running the yard right now. She's no, <laughs> no, uh, I, I get it. Yeah, if if Jerry Judy or C.D. Yeah, yeah, Lamb Jerry are already Judy, gone, yeah, my daughter, my daughter's running my yard, <laughs> yard right now. <laughs> But yes, right anyways, CD, CD Lamb and uh, Judy aren't there. I mean, how can you, I mean, I see Ruggs going on that pick right there. I mean, our, I mean, a lot of people are saying this guy could be, you know, the next. Uh, I'm not going to say a Tyreek Hill. You know, he's sitting at 5'11", 188. Tyreek's a lot smaller at a 5'8". But I mean, speed kills, and I think uh, it's a great pick, man. We got the hat trick on that, man. I mean, if he's there. How can you not take him? Yeah, so uh, I guess yeah, no doubt, best player available at that point. We all agree on that, a hundred percent. Uh, moving on to 14, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Big pick for Tampa Bay. Obviously, they picked up Gronk, so the tight end's out of play there. They didn't need one before anyway. Uh, Tom Brady comes to town and is taking over. The defense was pretty dang good last year. Not a whole lot of problems on that side. Shaq Barrett signing the franchise tender one year uh, to stay on that defensive side with them. Obviously, I would assume being uh, that they have Brady now on the other side, he was not too hesitant on that signing. Uh, with the 14th pick, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafting Andrew Thomas, 6'3", 315 out of Georgia, the offensive tackle that can play either tackle spot. He's got quick recovery uh, and is great in the run game. So whoever they have in that backfield is going to help. Uh, it, it's gonna He's going to help elevate that game even more to, to continue to explode. A um, little bit of control and consistency issues can definitely get worked out by a good offensive line coach and a, and, and a QB guru who knows where where and when all these offensive linemen need to be at what time with Bruce Arians. We'll, we'll patch him up pretty quick. He's going to be a stud there. Uh, having Brady there is going to help him out as well. Uh, great receivers, great. Uh, you know, he, this this is a good pick for me. I really like this Andrew Thomas pick for Tampa Bay. Um, one of my more favorite picks because I think it's just they're they're running out of needs so quick and they've put this together so fast that I mean this is a perfect player just to plug right in and get rolling with. Matt, thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I like that pick. I like that pick. I had him. I had Andrew Thomas going a lot higher than that. Right, right. I think he'll be gone. Um, this one's kind of tough for me because uh, I have I have them picking uh, Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle. Yeah, dude's a beast, man. Like they're they're talking uh, physically gifted, most probably one of the most physically gifted guys in this draft. Um, he's he's going to be a force to reckon with. I, I kind of wanted Atlanta to pick him up uh, if he kind of fell to them, but I, I think he's going to be gone by then. Uh, he's just too good, so. We'll see what happens, but I got Tampa Bay picking up Kinlaw. And Bobby, what are we looking at? I mean, you know what? I mean, this this draft right here, I see a lot of – I mean, there's a 
I mean, it's a very deep draft, though. Yes. Um, a lot of offensive tackles, a lot of wide receivers. And I'm going offensive tackle, you know, as well, you know, with the, um, you know, with that. I mean, I had um, I had Andrew Thomas going number eight to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going offensive lineman uh, Josh uh, Josh Jones from Houston. Okay. Another big body right there, six foot five, three nineteen. Um, I mean, you got to protect Brady. Obviously, you're bringing in the forty three year old quarterback. Yeah. You got to protect him. Um, he's the best available offensive lineman at that time. I mean, he needs to work on his footwork and his, you know in his past protection or whatnot, but I mean, it's somebody that can clearly develop into that position for them. So I think that they're definitely going to go and want to protect Tom Brady. Um, your gem, obviously at that time. Right. So yeah, I'm going, um, offensive lineman, Josh Jones, Houston on that pick. Josh Jones, Houston. So we got, we got Matt, uh, securing that defensive side and we got, uh, myself and Bobby looking to improve the offensive side, but both sides working in the trenches there to improve and, and get that team to, to try and win that dogfight of an NFC South, uh, because it's not going to be easy. We talked about it earlier in the in the uh, in the show. It's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, speaking of tough, Denver's going to have a challenge if they want to take over that AFC uh, West crown from Kansas City. They are on the clock at 15. I actually have them taking Kenlaw, who Matt just picked uh, as the pick for Tampa Bay. I think he goes next. Like Matt said, dude's a stud. He's a baller. He's going to be one of the most physically uh, you know, gifted players in here. I ain't going to tell you what Matt just said because he's going to be a beast at 6'5", 324 out of South Carolina. Gets a lot of Michael Brockers comparisons, which can only be good for him. Explosive first step and a great bull rusher. Um, again, consistency is just going to be key once you get into the NFL. But I think that's the thing for a lot of these NFL these rookies they just got to learn to be consistent and uh and have that stamina to last through four quarters of of, of a way tougher league uh so ken law is my pick at 15 bobby who we got at 15 for you uh, yeah so i'm going o-line with denver on that pick right there i mean you know drew lock went four and one as the start of yeah year. he did I believe that he's their future you know so you got to protect your future so i'm going um tristan Wirfs right there out of iowa offensive tackle Six foot five, three hundred twenty pounds. Um, he's got an elite body to work with. Very strong. He was a state champion wrestler in high school two mm-hmm. years in a row, mm-hmm. and um, is a very strong. His work ethic is beyond amazing, and um, he needs to work on his pad level a little bit. Um, but this guy lives in the weight room. I just think that you know when you invest that in a quarterback with Drew Locke, who I actually believe in. I think that the guy actually might be their guy. I don't know what John Elway thinks, but <laughs> I think he might be their guy. But, I mean, this guy also ran a 4.85 uh, 40-yard dash. So I'm going offensive line, though, with the Denver Broncos. Tristan Wirfs okay. out of Iowa. Matt. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm going in a def- definitely a different direction than you guys. I got them uh, picking Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver. Okay. Dude, uh, dude had 18 touchdowns, 1,500 yards last year, averaged about 14 yards a catch. I mean – um, he was a beast. So, I mean, clearly Denver needs a needs a wide receiver. Absolutely. Um, for Drew Lock there, so this makes sense to me, dude. Dude's a, dude's a baller. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good match. Does yeah. it work? Yep, yeah, I, I I agree with you on there. I think a wide receiver is definitely one of their glaring needs. Um, and, and for somebody like that to fall in their lap, I think would be excellent for Denver. So that's a really good pick, actually. At uh, at 15 for Matt Justin Jefferson out of LSU, I believe. Correct. 
Yes, yeah, out of LSU. LSU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to number 16. I'm going to save Matt for last on this one for obvious reasons, but we have the Atlanta Falcons on the clock. Bobby, who does Atlanta take? Well, you know what? <clears throat> I personally don't think that Atlanta will have this pick because I nope. think they might be a player moving up. I agree. We're doing this, you know, like, you know, where our picks are at. Um, obviously, Akuna is the number one cornerback in this draft, but – I'm going cornerback C.J. Henderson out of Florida. Mm-hmm. This kid played for Columbus High School out of Miami-Dade County, and they breed players. Atlanta needs corners right now. You know, they got rid of Trufant, who was kind of getting towards the end of his career or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I just think that's the biggest need for them. I mean, this is a really good-looking guy right here. Six foot one, two hundred four. He ran a 4.39.42 twice on his right there. So, um, I mean, if you, if you look at his film, I mean, there's really not many flaws with him. Uh, I mean, the only thing that, you know, people are talking about that he could work on is his own coverage. But, yep. I mean, I, I truly think they're going to take, if they don't, I mean, if they have this pick, they take the best available corner at this time. So I'm going C.J. Henderson, uh, University of Florida, cornerback. Yeah. To, I'm... Me, arguably, to me, arguably somebody that, Okuno uh, is that sexy pick, you know, out of Ohio State. But um, a lot of people are saying this guy could end up being the best DB in the draft. So if he's there, I think that they should take him. That's what I would do. Yeah, I'm actually 100% with you. I had C.J. Henderson coming off the board as well at 16 to Atlanta, 61204 out of Florida, like you said. Um, you talked about the zone issues he could work on. Um, also, he's a little bit over aggressive at times coming uh, to help in the run game. So that's something he can kind of keep, you know, kind of work on as he's in the NFL. But this dude, he is going to be a beast. I definitely see him and Okuda having back and forth comparisons of their career throughout their tenure in the NFL, because I think these, these two are, are undisputed. I think there's a big drop off, honestly, from Henderson to, to my next one. Um, there's a pretty decent drop off and you're talking from, you know, maybe a solid pro, uh, to an, to an, uh, unquestioned all pro which are, i think are akuda and henderson and i think atlanta's going to get a steal here i do think they are going to move up so i could even see henderson going as far as early as in the top 10 but i think without a doubt without question they're looking for a pass rusher or cornerback that's just my take on it um but we're going to go ahead and get to the to the big take and that's going to be matt matt what yeah, you got yeah and you know what i'm excited and for I, this one I'm, I'm not i'm not really confident on this pick because i think he's going to go higher then I don't think he's going to fall down to 16, to be honest with you. And then that's more the reason I think Atlanta's going to trade up to try and get him. I, I think they're going to really be looking he's at this one closely. Talent. He's an elite talent. If he, if, he, if, he fall, if he falls around 8, 9, or 10, and, you know, that'll be better. If they don't want to move up and invest that much going into the top five, get a CUDA, mm-hmm. they're going to move up for this kid right here. I don't see him at 16. That was just there on my mock. Yep. Um, yeah. I'd be, he won't last at 16. That's just what I have. Matt. Yeah, so, no, Bobby, I, I agree with you 110% on that. I don't I – don't, I'd love if, – if he fell that far, yeah. Uh, there's a possibility that he could because, like you said, I, I mean, I've heard rumblings that uh, – what I forget what, which game it was, but he, he blew some coverages there. Yeah, I, I believe it was the LSU game, I think. Season. Yeah, I think it was the LSU. He just got roasted by him. A lot of people, a lot of people got roasted by LSU last year. Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly. One of those people go, has already been projected in the top 10, 12 picks by all of us. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, all right. So just, just as the mock here, you know, I also have Atlanta. I, I believe that they're going to move up where don't know, but right. So pretty much I, I'm just going to have them picking everybody else. Seems like they have, them, you know, uh, Mel Piper and then, uh, 
Chase on uh, the the edge linebacker from LSU, Clavon Chase on. Uh, he, he he the people have him listed as an edge rusher, but he I don't think he that's not really what he is. He he's kind of more he fits the mold of what Devondre Campbell did in Atlanta, which uh, he could rush rush the edge if he needed to, but he could also jump back and cover some tight ends uh, and could also you know play against the run as well. And, you know, Devon J. Campbell's now with the, the Arizona Cardinals. So we do need that, you know, that weak side linebacker spot is, is a bigger hole than people realize they're talking about in Atlanta because of the, the Desmond Trufant trade and stuff like that. But, yeah, if one of those cornerbacks doesn't fall to us, uh, this, this is who I have us getting. I just think he's a complete player. And, um, I mean, Deion Jones came from LSU as well, so – there might be a little bit of a connection there, and who knows. All right, interesting. I did not see you going in the chest on direction, but nevertheless, a definite need for Atlanta and a definite upgrade, without a doubt, for the Falcons if they can land him at the 16th position. Now we go from one person's team in this podcast to another as Bobby's Cowboys are on the clock. Matt, I'm going to let you start this one off. Where does Dallas go? So this is another player that may or may not be be available, but if he is, Dallas would be crazy to pass him up, and that's Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama. Uh, I mean, Dallas is one of their probably biggest holes, is, in my opinion, the safety. And I There's a Byron Jones. We lost Byron Jones, so it makes yep. sense. Yeah, I think it's just a perfect plug-and-play kind of situation there. Uh, and, he, I mean, he's a hell of a player, too. Um, so, uh, to me – That'd be a no-brainer if he's available for Dallas. Okay, okay. Xavier McKinney, you say? Yep. All right. I am kind of thinking along the same way, but not quite at the safety position. I'm going cornerback. You know, I think Dallas is going to work to try and move up like Atlanta is to try and get either C.J. Henderson. I don't think they'll be able to get Akuda, but they're they're in they're in the market for that kind of guy. So the next guy after those two, in my opinion, is uh, A.J. Terrell out of uh, Clemson, 6'1", 195. Uh, I think it's a no-doubter that the secondary is the biggest need on this team, and it has been for a while. They did pick up HaHa Clinton Dix as well. Um, but I, I have them going with A.J. Terrell. Uh plays wide receivers into tight corners which kind of sets them up for a loss right off the bat um really good hitter from a cornerback perspective uh jalen ramsey type hitting skills uh but again uh, the downhill speed and and control is an issue something that he's gonna have to work on but dallas needs help in the secondary and this is where they get started in the first round bobby what do you got yeah i'm going a little bit different right now uh you know, we lost Robert Quinn last year, and uh, we traded Taco Charlton, who we drafted three years ago in the first round, two or three years ago, uh, to the Dolphins. Um, I'm going edge rusher, and um, at this position right now, um, I, I, I see LSU um, edge rusher um, Kate LeBeon Tyson right there. You know, he's he's an elite pass rusher. I mean, like I said, we lost Taco. We lost Robert Quinn. we got to have a, another bookend. You know, for um, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, I'll, I'll take an LSU boy. You know, at this point right now, six foot three, two hundred fifty-four pounds, addresser, two-time first-team All-SEC, which speaks a lot, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, premier pass rusher uh, ability in the NFL. Um, he's not a run stopper though. Let me tell you that right now. He's more of a just—he's a hunter. 
So, and, and, you know, pass rushers to me, you know, and I've always said this and I'll repeat myself. They're always um, outside of the quarterback position. You got to have somebody that rushes the quarterback. So um, I have him. I mean, he's a, he's got amazing speed, long wingspan, really good pad level. Um, and a little side note that he was one of the top five players in the draft that uh, tested the highest, you know, on the Wonderlick test, too. So he's got a really high football IQ. So I'm going um, Caleb Vaughn. Okay. 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 I like that pick. Again, Caleb Vaughn Chasen, LSU defense and edge rusher. There we go. There you go. There you have it. Uh, Bobby's pick for Dallas. We'll see. I think uh, I think they that will definitely help solidify them up front, uh, and they're going to really have to hit on some on some secondary options going deeper into that draft. But I think that is a definite possibility for them, and I'm sure Jerry's going to have some sort of magic going on anyway. So who knows what the heck's going to happen with them? Moving on, 18 Miami. This is the Dolphins pick, another one of their first round picks. This one comes courtesy of Pittsburgh. Uh, Matt, go ahead and start us off on this one. All right, so this one, uh, Miami, Miami, Miami. I have them picking. I got them picking Trayvon Diggs, quarterback nope. okay. Alabama. Uh, so I have them taking two at five. So mm-hmm. I know they picked up uh, Jones from the Cowboys, but mm-hmm. they're going to need another guy. So why not throw him in and, and let let Jones teach him the ways and yeah, man, dude's a good player coming from Alabama. Stephon, Stephon Diggs' brother. Yep, yep. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he's got the we pedigree. Know, he's, yeah, we already know he's got the pedigree. He's gonna work hard. Uh, probably trash talk a little bit. I like how he's a cornerback and his brother's a wide receiver. So you know they probably have to <laughs> some some funny battles over the years growing up. I couldn't even imagine. Oh, definitely, definitely agreed. And I mean, you're practicing against one of the best every day. You you, you got a good chance of being one of the best yourself. Um, okay, I got so Matt has Diggs going at 18 to Miami. I'm going to be taking uh, Yeter Gross Matos, uh, the defensive end out of Penn State, going to uh, going 18th overall to the Miami Dolphins, uh, straight out of Spotsylvania, Virginia. So local boy for uh, for the three of us in the DMV yep, yep. Uh, has some definite talent. Uh, your your breaks down uh, plays uh, under control and gets them under control in the backfield. Posted 35 tackles for a loss and 17 and a half sacks in two years as a starter. Um, hands need to be a little bit more quicker. You can obviously tell he's a little bit rusty uh, as far as his growth at that position, but something that can definitely be improved once you get to the NFL. But I think he is an unquestioned day one starter and a big upgrade for uh, for Miami and and like we've all always said if you don't need a QB you need an edge rusher and that's where they go for me Bobby I'll tell you what though I mean the Dolphins you know signing um, signing Byron Murray right now I think they're going to try to solidify that secondary right there so I'm going safety out of Alabama Xavier McKinney okay you know, Alabama puts out players and um, with them you know paying Byron Jones you know, a ridiculous amount of money. Oh, yeah. Um, might as well just, you know, solidify that situation right there. And you can't go wrong with uh, you know, a stud SEC player, especially out of Alabama. So I'm going to Xavier McKinney right there. I mean, he's uh, he's one of those players, though. He's so versatile. Mm-hmm. He can line up 
at any position on the field in the secondary. You can put him at nickel. You can put him at corner. You can put him at safety. I mean, you know, with the Dolphins rebuilding and um, that being their second pick in the first round, I, I, I take a stud like that, though. So I'm going to Xavier McKinney. All right. Alabama. Okay, so McKinney coming off the board quick for both of you guys. He is gone. All right, uh, moving on from Miami, we go back to Las Vegas. This pick courtesy of Chicago. Bobby, why don't you start us off on this one? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going with Matt. Who, uh, who Matt would just went with? Uh, Trevon Diggs, you know, Stephon's brother. I mean, the Raiders, you know, they already had their uh, – is it, this is their second pick, right? Yes. I'm correct. Yep. So um, a very, very athletic kid, six foot one, 205 pounds. Um, like I said, he's got the pedigree in his family, his brother being Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli Apple, you know, who they drafted, you know, who they got out of free agency didn't work out, so he's gone. So I think they need some secondary help. So to me, cornerback makes a lot of sense in that position right there. He's got great weight, height, and length. Um, I mean, his only weakness, you know, what they're saying is that um, he just needs to have more zone coverage. But when you're talking about being in the conference where you got to play the Kansas City Chiefs twice a year Mm -hmm. with those receivers they have, so you need to solidify that secondary right there. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. And uh, I'm not going in the digs direction, but I'm actually going to be going uh, with Jalen Johnson out of Utah, Um, their cornerback, uh, Uh, six uh, foot 193, uh, under 45, 40-yard dash. The dude's built for press, built to go against number one receivers. I mean, this is is your guy on the outside that you want. Um, he's going to be good, uh, good size and range to hold down run support as well. Uh, he does, uh, have those over again, overreaction issues that that's one big mention by scouts, especially at that cornerback position. So something to, to improve on, but this guy will fit in perfectly, uh, with that defense. They've now they've taken care of two big positions uh, on their team on both sides of the ball. Las Vegas is continuing to grow into a bigger team and continuing to give that QB position less excuses. Therefore, they can make that decision whether they're going to go with Mariota, they're going to go with Carr, or they're just going to move on altogether, which I think is what is really going to end up happening. Matt, what you got? Yes, yeah, so for this one, I have them taking A.J. Terrell, okay. uh, quarterback out of Clemson. So, yeah, I think John Gurdon is going to stick on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, these first couple, you know, couple first-round picks that he's got, so... Just keep building that defense up, trying to trying to build it his way. Um, I still think it's crazy he created Khalil Mack, but uh, you know he's got to do what he's gonna do. And it's weird that I still think the whole Derek Carr and 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 him signing there. It's just weird. I don't know what what the Raiders are gonna do. <laughs> you just don't. Know you never do. You I never don't, do. Hey Matt, you know what Matt? I don't have a lot of confidence in that team going into next year. I'll be honest. I, I don't, man. I don't. Well, yeah, there's just so many what ifs, you know, and, and, and there's just so much uncertainty on that team right now in a lot of different positions going into a new stadium on top of that and the whole Las Vegas atmosphere once everything reopens back up, which, you know, these players are going to be stir crazy as it is. So th- there's a lot of question marks going in the season for this team, this organization as a whole. Uh, moving on to 20, Matt, why don't you start us off? You know what, Bobby, go ahead and start us off on 20. Jacksonville, they received this pick from the L.A. Rams. Yeah, this. you know what? This is a fun one, though. You know, 
I did a lot of I did a lot of soul searching and a lot of <laughs> researching on this one right here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft right now, man. I mean, there really is, man. I mean, obviously you got you know you got Tua or you got Burroughs at one, you got Tua and Herbert. I really am a huge fan because uh, I'm not being biased because we played Utah State this year, but I really like this kid Jordan Love, man. I mean, he's a hell of a quarterback out of Utah State. Um, do I think Minshew can be the quarterback of the future for the um, Jaguars? Absolutely. But has he shown me enough yet? No, not yet. I mean, you know, you got to earn your, you know, your starts or whatnot. So I'm going Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State. I mean, this kid wow. is 24, okay. He killed the combine. I mean, a lot of people compare him to um, – I've even heard comparisons of, like, Mahomes and Kaepernick, you know? Yeah, so there's I'm, there's some plays they have said that. You're right. In my mind, you know, like um, Minshew – I mean, what did you guys get him last year, Wes? Fifth or sixth. I Fifth round? Fifth yeah. Round? Yep. So, I mean, if a player with that, that amount of talent – I mean, he ate up the Mountain West last year. I mean, he killed it. You know, I mean, and he has all the intangibles, killed the combine. He's very tall in the pocket. He throws a great spiral. I mean, he put up ridiculous numbers. I got them going. I got them going, you know, making a, a quarterback competition, man. I got them going Jordan Love, Utah State quarterback. And, okay. You know, cause, uh, and I'm not saying that Mishu's not the guy. Right. Um, everybody loves him. You know, he's a fan favorite. I mean, how can he not? But at the end of the day, though, I mean, you got to. You got to have security. That's know? right. And you can't pass up on a player like that. And he's going in the first round. I'm calling that right now. Oh, I have him in the first round, too. Yep. He's going in the first round. So I got them going Jordan Love, Utah State quarterback, man. I love this kid, man. Okay. I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I mean, this kid is so talented. And um, like I said, six foot four, 224. I mean, he, he can sling it. We played him last year. We beat him. But, I mean, he, he's impressive. He's impressive. Uh, okay, yeah. With love, we will see. Matt, what do you got? So this again, I, I don't really see. It's, it's tough. Um, I think C.J. Henderson is slightly overrated. Uh, I think. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he's still a number, a first rounder. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a good player. Uh, he elite and things like that. You know. Things we're gonna find out, uh, right? But no, I, I I have I have the Jaguars taking them at number twenty, man. I have them slipping all the way down there. Um, Jaguars clearly need another cornerback after getting rid of Bouye and and Ramsey, mm-hmm. so would make sense to me if he's available. Yeah, I I can't even that that's that's a great pick if he slides there, Jacksonville. I'm I mean, sure hey, he'd be hey, very hey, happy. Hey, before hey, before you go though, Wes, so I mean the Jags are sitting on two first round picks though. Was that part of the Ramsey trade or no? Yes, yes. So they the Jags have the Ram the the Rams first round this year and next year on a player they have yeah. yet to resign on a team that can't afford it. So just throwing that in. There. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I, got them, I got them going offense, and you know I always go defense with the Jags. Though. Yep. But I mean I had Jerry Judy, and then um. Love, I mean, we'll see. I mean, who knows? I mean, this is all speculation. This is why we do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think hear, I can't wait to hear what you say, Wes. I think Mads played out really well because Jacksonville one has a history of, like you said, drafting defensive players, and two they have history of taking players out of Florida. I mean, they, they just do. That's that's what they do. You got Ramsey. You got a. Uh, you got a. Uh, um, wow, I'm drawing a bunch of blanks right now. You Fowler. You had him. 
uh, Telvin Smith, another one. I mean, they, they, they take a lot of people out of that Florida area if they can. I mean, going all the way back to Fred Taylor, they've always had an interest. So that I can, if he falls, I can definitely see that happening, Matt, 100%. I actually have uh, uh, Jacksonville going all edge. Uh, I think a deal is going to get done uh, with, with Ngakwe draft day or maybe the day before. And it's going to free up some extra picks for them later in the draft. And I think they go best available. And, and on my board, that is Ch- uh, Chesson, uh, Calavion Chesson, uh, out of Texas, played at LSU. Uh, it's going to be a big pick. Uh, I think Fournette stays in town, and, and this is really going to be a big help as, as starting to turn around the morale of this team. Uh, he's going to be a defensive leader for sure. I, I like this pick. I like them getting two strong edge rushers. They have, they've got their linebacking core settled. The big issue, yes, is the secondary, but I guess I'm kind of like Bobby was with Dallas where I'm trying to get that front, uh, that front four solid. Yeah. Uh, so I, I see them making that move right here, taking him. And they, again, I, I think I said it on the last episode. Don't be surprised if you see Jacksonville try and get back into the first round one more time and get another player uh, because they are going for everything. This yeah. is going to be the draft that they, they push more than we've, pretty much ever seen them them do and that's just my opinion so we'll see where they go with that 21 hey, so west, or, go ahead buddy. So, west, so there's a zero percent chance that ngakwe is coming back to jacksonville yes it, yes I mean, just by reading the twitter and all that like that's it he's done yeah I th- he's nope. he's he's definitely between him and con that whole thing that went down that was that's been boiling over for a while now i mean it was just a matter of time uh ngakwe is very vocal on twitter uh, but he's also very cryptic, and he continues to be cryptic and cryptic and cryptic until people have enough of it and they just get tired of it. Uh, and then he kind of shot himself in the foot going after Tony Khan, in my opinion. I don't think either te- either side's really in the right, but uh, I think the fact that he went and bl- blasted his his essential owner on uh, on Twitter looks really bad to 31 other franchises, and that just shot his value down. And, and they've said they're, they're going to be persistent about this. They're not going to trade him until they get what they want, and they want a first-round pick for him, so I don't see them getting that. Uh, I, I see them getting maybe a second-round pick if they're lucky at this point just because of how much damage he's done. Uh, if, if I'm in Gawkway, I'm firing my agent again. Uh, this agent has not done him any favors at all. Uh, no, and, and if, if, if I were Ngakwe's agent, I would be telling Ngakwe right now, you need to sign this tender because your value is gone. You have no value. Uh, you're going to have to play another prove it deal, uh, or you're going to get a contract well below what you want or what you were offered by Jacksonville. Cause I don't see anybody paying anything higher for him because they're going to have to give up so much capital for him. And I just think he shot himself in the foot and then he tried to kind of clean it up later and, and in a, in a tweet following that saying, you know, whatever franchise I go to, I'll be, you know, this role model type player. But the fact that something as simple as this is is causing this much damage is not good. It doesn't look good, one, in that perspective. And in two, look at all your other teammates that have wanted to get out of town to go win. They've all been shipped out for peanuts, essentially. Calais Campbell, A.J. Boye got sent out. Uh, Marquise Lee got cut to go somewhere else because he's not going to be a starter there. And, and it really wasn't a big hit against the cap for him this year. They let him go. I mean, they. it doesn't seem that the Jaguars' front office has any problems of letting people go for – less than what they're worth but because you made it such a big deal now we're going to make it harder to get rid of you and, and we're going to make this as impossible on you as we can and, and that's what it's gotten to and i think both sides are just not giving up to this point and it's a damn shame though because yeah a hell of a- yeah he is um let's go ahead and move on we'll finish this episode up we're on 21 philadelphia the eagles are up lots of needs for this team uh lots to prove in that nsc east division uh, I'll go ahead and start this one out. I 
I have them going wide receiver. I think they go Justin Jefferson. Matt just picked them out not too long ago out of LSU. Um, they need another weapon. They need somebody they can count on, and I think he is that player for them. I think he's going to be a stud for that offense. If they can get him and Carson Wentz working together, they'll be good to go. 6-1-2-0-2. Matt, again, covered it before. 4-4-3-40. Um, good burst. Good receiver. Um just needs to get adjusted to the to the press looks as, uh, when he becomes a pro, uh, and you know we'll, we'll see how he turns out. I just think that's a strong pick for uh, for Philly, and honestly, somebody that slipped down the board a little bit, but a lot of talent in this draft. Bobby, who you got? I'm sorry, Wes. You sent me. Am I up? You're up. You're up. Philadelphia, yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going wide receiver though. You know, I'm going with uh, the Baylor boys, man. You know, uh, uh, Baylor's put out a lot of receivers. I think. Uh, I think Philly needs a lot of receivers. This guy is one of the tallest, um, you know, and um, tallest receivers in the draft. Uh, Denzel Mims, the third. Okay. Six foot two, two oh six. I mean, obviously, you know, if C.D. Lamb and uh, Ruggs and Judy aren't there, I think they take the best on the board right there. I mean, at the available position right there. Great combo of size and speed, production, and Matt Rule, you know, makes – a solid choice, you know. Um, I'm going wide receiver for um, Philadelphia Eagles. Denzel Mims. All they right. They need a weapon out there. Yeah, I think we both can agree with that. They definitely need a weapon. Matt, are they getting a new weapon on the offensive side, or are they doing something else in your eyes? Uh, I, I actually have them taking Patrick Queen, the linebacker out of the okay. LSU. Uh, LSU, I mean, they normally produce some, some pretty decent defensive players, uh, linebackers especially. Uh, he, he's another guy can kind of do it all. Um, not necessarily, a, a, you know, an edge rusher specifically, but can do that if he's asked to, but is mainly, you know, more of an inside linebacker. And that, that's what, that's what Philadelphia needs. They need another guy, you know, to, to, to be that rock in the middle and yeah. stop the run and, and, and be the quarterback of that defense. Yeah, I, I definitely can agree with you on that. They they do need that help on that side of the ball, um, without a doubt. I, I I can see that going either way. Uh, Queen, I also have in this first round as well. T- very talented, talented linebacker. But uh, that's gonna wrap up our 11 through 21 picks. We're gonna go ahead and bust out 22 through 32 pretty soon. You should be able to access both this episode and the next one same day. They should be coming out on uh, what are we what'll be on today Tuesday, so Wednesday. That'll give you a good 24 hours to prep before the draft, listen to a little bit of podcast, and uh, think uh, see who you're who's gonna go in your eyes. So. We will be back for 22 through 32, and uh, we thank you again for listening to The Extra Point. See you for part three. Yep.